0: Hey guys, in today's episode, I'm giving my full recap and review of EDC Orlando 2019. I had a ton of new experiences, met some incredible people, and made the most amazing memories this past weekend. I also have some pros and cons for the festival and some general feedback to help give you guys a better idea of what the festival is all about. So let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Podcast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for coming back this week or tuning in new. Uh, Welcome. I'm so excited to have you guys Uh, today. We have a lot to go over. These are some of my absolute favorite episodes to record. Um, I love giving my festival recaps for you guys. I think at this point, maybe this is the third one we've had together on the podcast here. But I'm freshly back from EDC Orlando. Cannot wait to share with you guys everything that went down. All of the memories made. um, And like I said in the intro, some general feedback Uh, This is my first time attending EDC Orlando. I've done EDC Las Vegas five times. Pretty familiar with insomniac events. So I do, I have a lot of feedback and I want to just tell you guys what the whole experience was like. Favorite sets the stages. uh, Well, we got to talk about weather because that was a whole fucking thing. Um, And then just give some, you know, feedback and constructive criticism, I would say, to some things that could be changed and improved for the better. Um, But in general, had the best fucking time. I want to go back next year. It was it was a good time. I'm really, really excited to share it all with you. But before we get into everything, I, you know, just want to say, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Um, I have some really exciting episodes coming out before the end of the year here, which is crazy but um, yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in I would really appreciate it if you would screenshot share your screen you know put it out on Instagram on Twitter on Snapchat um, send a link to your friends today you know word of mouth is the best way to, to get the word out about the podcast so thank you guys so much for doing that um, I had a couple people come up to me at EDC Orlando who said that they're fans so that makes me so happy uh, I feel like we have a very tight knit community here at Rave Culture Podcast so um, I can't wait to see it grow and it's been such a reward experience so thank you guys so much if you want to follow us on social media you can follow at rave culture cast that's at rave culture cast on twitter and on instagram and then my personal account is at emma Capotis on twitter and instagram as well and of course you guys we're on youtube so if you want to go check out the podcast on youtube um, it's under the playlist rave culture podcast hello hey what's up and yeah you guys can go check out my daily vlogs I highly recommend if you want to get like a real idea of what sets I went to what the experience was like I have like I think the first one's 16 minutes and the other two are like 25 minute long vlogs. so go binge watch all that shit Uh, I had so much fun filming it it was a really good time and there's a couple special appearances in those so yeah you can go check that out it's just under my name Emma Capotis. Alrighty, so to kick things off, you guys, we have our listener of the week. This is actually a really special one, and I'm so happy this person sent in this nomination. Um, if you guys are unfamiliar, listener of the week is somebody that you can nominate. It could be anonymously, or you can tell me your name and you want to sh- do a shout out to somebody you know that listens, who is making a positive impact in this community or in your life. You know, somebody that's doing good things, is a kind person and deserves a shout out. So yeah, so always feel free to email me. Um, It's raveculturecast at gmail.com, raveculturecast at gmail.com. I do this at the top of the episode every week. So please send me your nominations for listener of the week. And we'll do a quick shout out here. But this one was short and sweet. And I think it was a great one. Um, They said, hey, this is not the typical nomination submission, but but they really helped me and everyone else out this weekend. I would just love to do a general shout out for Ground Control at EDC Orlando, which major props to them, 100%, the most deserving of that nomination. Ground control, the medics, everybody out there at festivals, keeping everybody safe, dealing with the tough situations um, and helping people get through the night or saving lives like we need them. We wouldn't be able to have safe experiences without them. And, you know, a lot of them are volunteers, which is incredible. So huge, huge Thank you and shout out to Ground Control at EDC Orlando. Um, we, we need you and we thank you so much for everything that you guys are doing and you make the experience better. So I, I'm so happy that that person nominated them this week. Great one to start off with. All right, um, what else do we have? Okay, so for upcoming submissions, you guys, I'm, I have a couple interviews coming up and some other episodes, but I'm gonna be working on one in the future. I wanna know what your dream festival lineup is so if you were the founder the ceo you are putting together a lineup for your dream festival who's on it i want you to build me your dream festival Tell me, is it one genre? Is it multiple genres? How many stages is it? Like, you can get really into it if you want to, or just give me a couple names who you would book. But yeah, you can email me again, raveculturecast at gmail.com. Just put in the headline, um, your dream festival lineup. So I want to see what you guys would build out. I think that would be really, really cool. You know, if the festivals were in our hands, what would we do with it? Okay, you guys, let's just get right into everything, um, because I definitely have a lot to go over. I prefer doing these festival reviews on the podcast now because I have a much longer format to like really get into the nitty-gritty details with you guys. Um hopefully you find this really helpful. That's the main idea here that I try and do with it with everything. You know, I want to experience these things and then let you guys know my honest opinion. And I mean I document it all in those vlogs. I don't hide anything. You guys will really know what goes on. But um yeah, I mean I've done a lot of festivals in EDC Las Vegas five times so I have high expectations for festivals, but I also go into everyone super open-minded. And this one was special for a couple reasons. I'll just say at the top of this episode, um, if you guys have been around for a little while, you've heard me talk about my, my whole planning process for this. But I essentially went alone, as in I didn't book this festival with my normal rave family that I go to all my festivals with. So I bought the tickets knowing that I was familiar with some people going, like right friends I had made in the community, but I didn't book it with anybody in particular. And then I wasn't sure where I was going to stay. There's so many different options and I was pricing everything out. And then I I ended up staying with uh, another YouTuber and her friend who... I was familiar with more online. I had met um, the one friend like three times in person, I want to say, but I'm not like super close with them. So I I didn't know what to expect there. And then again, in general, it was my first time doing EEC Orlando. So I was walking into that blind and I had been to Orlando before, but just in general, there were a lot of unknowns walking into this festival. That's how I felt. So I actually was pretty nervous. You know, my channel has grown, which has been incredible. So I knew I would see people at the festival, but I just didn't know how everything was gonna go and luckily I can report back and say that it was an incredible weekend I had the best time But um, there were definitely some moments that I was a little out of my comfort zone or I maybe didn't feel the most comfortable. And it was weird. It was kind of weird. Um, I'm glad I did it. I was going to say I would definitely do a festival alone again in the future, like 100%. I'm so glad that I got that experience out of it. And I would highly recommend it to you guys. I think, you know, you can definitely meet people there and you can be safe about it 100% because I know that's a lot of concern for people. But anyway, I, I do have some tips that I'll talk a little bit about, about like um, traveling by yourself or doing a festival by yourself. But in general, went really well. I'm glad I had, you know, like my guard up because I just like didn't know what to expect. But it was really good. So anyway, okay, so let's start off. I have a couple categories I want to hit just like for you guys quickly, just so you know, like pricing, transportation options, like that kind of stuff. If you're thinking about going next year, they actually did announce um the tickets are on sale i think it's like a ten dollar deposit and there's like a payment plan so if you guys are already thinking that far ahead i'm not but if you are you can go buy your tickets now if you want so cost wise here's my breakdown i bought the early owl three day pass ga and i think it was in total with fees 228 which not bad for a three-day festival i thought that was pretty affordable i mean vegas is like fucking over 400 electric forest is really expensive um ultra is like 3 something so 228 i was like that's doable my flight is where I got fucked <laughs> because from New Jersey to Florida, it should be like two hundred dollars. It should not be a lot of money. I paid three seventy-eight, not good. Um, the options, and that's why my one friend ended up not coming. She was like, if the flights drop in price, I'll come, and they didn't. It it's just a busy weekend. Anyway, so it was three seventy-eight for the flight. That screwed me a little. Hotel was not bad at all. It was one twenty-five. And again, I split that. Well, the whole thing was like three fifty, and I split it between three of us. So So hotel wasn't bad. Uh, I would not recommend the hotel I stayed in. I'm going to get into that a little bit later, but I would never stay there again. Ubers, goddamn screwed me. In total, and this is, I didn't even check the cost. I stopped counting. I spent over $150 on Ubers. I Ubered or took Lyft. To and from the festival every night, to and from the airport. I went and visited home base because I had friends staying there, so I did take a lot of transportation. Uh, so that was a hefty cost. So that's kind of like in general the cost breakdown there. Honestly, I'll, I'll talk about transportation next because I really wish I did the shuttles. I think that would have been a much better price. Um, the shuttles I think were like eighty bucks for the three days, and that obviously gets you to and from the festival, and then. And then you're not leaving the festival alone or going to the festival alone. You have people on the shuttle line. Like I feel like that's a safer way to go. So there's tip number one. If you're doing a festival alone, I highly recommend checking the event's website and staying in a hotel that they recommend that's on their shuttle line. Because you know other people that are attending the event will be there. So you know you're going to be going to and from the event with people. The shuttles are waiting there. Like they've got the the whole system down. So that's my one regret. I think I should have done that. But it's okay. Hotel-wise so we stayed in like it was just like a three-star hotel near universal wasn't great probably the sketchiest hotel I've ever stayed in and call me high maintenance all you want but like I don't like to risk safety for price I wish I had paid more and done like a nicer hotel just so I felt like a little bit better but it all in all it was fine we made it work it was good we just slept there that was pretty much it so that's okay. Um I kind of touched on Homebase you guys. If you're not familiar, Homebase did um they're like an event production company kind of thing or they put on parties. I'm not really sure, but they did a hotel takeover. I believe it was at the Grand Floridian Hotel in uh yeah, Grand Floridian Hotel at Celebration in Kissimmee, Florida. It was about 40 minutes from the venue. They had That was like the hub for EDC Orlando. So many ravers and people stayed there. They had pool parties. They had after parties. They had all these vendors. My friends over at the Lunchbox were one of the sponsors. So they were all staying there. Really good time. I definitely plan on staying there next year because it just looked like so much fun. And I was kind of having FOMO all weekend. But anyway, that's one option. And then they had shuttles to and from home base as well. So that was good. It just was a little further. My hotel was only like 20 minutes From the venue. So they were a little further out. But again, I mean, Airbnb sounded like a very popular option. A lot of people I talked to were attending EC with huge groups. So definitely look into Airbnbs next year. And then Uber and Lyft, guys, I will say, I'm gonna go into a breakdown of like day by day later and just tell you like what my experiences were like. But going to the festival on Friday, we left in mid-traffic. It was horrible. We left at 5 p.m. I do not recommend that go much earlier. It took us like an hour to get to the venue. And then Friday night, going home was fine. I think it maybe took us 20 minutes, 25 minutes to get back. And then Saturday night, we left when the festival ended and it took us almost an hour and a half. We couldn't get an Uber. It was horrible. Our service wasn't working. Like, it was a complete fucking mess. So, it's like wishy-washy with Uber. Um, you can park A lot of people did that. There were a couple lots there. I will say, though, I spoke to at least three people whose cars were broken into in the parking lots right outside the venue. And some of them were like on the website. Like, obviously, EDC was like, you can park here, here, and here. But then there were also these like kind of sketchier lots where people were just like putting up signs that said like $30 to park here. So if you did that, you just like risk the chance of like your stuff being stolen. So just be careful if you are going to park and I wouldn't keep anything like a value in your car. So that kind of sucks. That wasn't the best. And a lot of people said like the area around the venue isn't the best. Like, don't walk around by yourself at night. Like, be careful. So, you know that that was an unfortunate result of all of that happening. Okay, what else do we want to talk about? Transportation. Let's talk about weather really quickly. So, obviously, it's Florida. Weather can be like pretty unpredictable. Um, I went into it knowing that Friday looked like rain, so I brought a poncho, which was definitely the way to go. You guys always pack a poncho just to be safe. You know, it was warm, which was really great. Saturday and Sunday were like. Eighty degrees. Um, Sunday. Sunday was beautiful, sunny, hot. I was sweating my ass off like complete opposite of Friday. Um, Friday it was like raining and then it was pouring and then it was drizzling. So the poncho was on the whole time. We took shelter in Neon Garden for a bit just to get out of the rain. But um, yeah, it's unpredictable. So you just got to be careful. And then at night it got cool. It was maybe like low 60s. But I had pants on two of the days, which was perfect. And then I brought a pashmina and just like wrapped that around me when I needed it. But I, I can't complain. I thought it was fine. I'll talk a little bit more about the rain it kind of was like a damper i think on people's moods i think that did affect the experience a little bit but we'll get into that in a second okay i think that's all like the major things i wanted to hit in for you guys oh so stages um there were four stages this year again edc orlando was three days this year instead of two they added stereo bloom that was a new stage and then they had circuit grounds kinetic field and neon garden kinetic field was the same design that it was in las vegas love it that stage is beautiful beautiful it was like these two heads like merging together it was it's stunning it looks great um the production is amazing circuit grounds they changed the stage completely from las vegas upon first seeing it on friday i spent like one set there i wasn't that impressed with it but i think it's because it was raining and we were really far back so i didn't get the whole experience i was like barely there on saturday i don't even think i went there saturday actually And then Sunday, I was there for five sets in a row and I loved it. I loved it. I was like way closer up. The lasers and the production and the whole design of it was like beautiful. Um, I still preferred Vegas's Circuit Grounds over it, but I really, really liked that stage. It was a really nice touch and I liked the layout of the map that they did. Circuit Grounds was kind of like off in the back on its own and I felt like it had the time to shine it had a ton of space and like that's a popular stage so i kind of liked that setup and then you had kinetic field and neon garden right next to each other um and then stereo bloom was kind of off on its own i loved stereo bloom i was there for a bunch of sets on saturday it was like the house day um stereo bloom was the same it was in vegas however i preferred it in Orla- in orlando because It had more space. I don't know. I feel like it was just kind of crammed in there in Vegas. You know what I mean? Like it's a smaller stage. It's more for like up and coming artists in Vegas. This time it felt like it had like it was an actual stage. Like it had a presence about it. The the design of it is really cool. The lasers were awesome. And it was like a fucking vibe. I saw Noizu, Vanessa, Omnom, Born Dirty, all back to back. I was dancing my ass off. It was really, really great. So I had a lot of fun there. And then lastly, Neon Garden. So some of you guys have heard me talk about this. I always say in Vegas that I want to spend more time in Neon Garden. But there's just, there's too many stages. It's overwhelming and I never get to spend time there. I got to spend a whole lot of time in Neon Garden in Orlando, which was really nice. It was actually one of my positives of Orlando just in general that, you know, you have more time to see everything. There's only four stages, so you can spend a good amount of time at all of them, which is really nice. I like that. Neon Garden was the most underwhelming stage to me. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I, I like the stage better in Vegas. It It's a like 360 degree, like open air kind of stage. This one was a tent. The tent saved our life on Friday. I'll give it that. And the lighting was cool. I just didn't think there was anything to it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people will judge me, but like Neon Garden in Vegas used to be a tent, but it had this like incredible disco ball in the middle of it, if anyone remembers that. Like it was fucking sick. It was a vibe. I just was underwhelmed it just kind of felt like a tent with some cool lighting on the main stage but there wasn't much else to it so I really hope next year if anybody's listening Pasquale I hope you guys do a different design and I really think you can like blow it all out um, so I don't know we'll see for next year uh, the artists I saw there were incredible had a great time um, but yeah I was a little I think it was a missed opportunity and there was some sound lead so for Dead Mouse I was standing all the way in the back left at kinetic field again it was still raining. I could hear Neon Garden on the left side. So that's the only thing to just be wary of. You just have to go like a little bit more in and then it won't bother you. But if you are standing in the back, those two were very close to each other. Okay, I think that's everything for stages, you guys. So let's talk. Should we do the daily breakdown or should we do the sets? Hmm. Okay, I'll say my top 10 sets and then we'll go into what happened like day by day. I hope this is helpful to everybody, you guys. (laughs) Okay, so set wise. So Friday, I actually didn't end up seeing that many people and I'll explain why in a little bit. So Friday was kind of like my just like get your feet wet, get to know the festival a little bit, see a little bit of everything. Saturday, I went into it knowing it was like house heaven. Um, I knew Stereo Bloom had like all these house artists back to back. Above and Beyond was headlining. Who else was Saturday? Uh, Circuit Grounds was like all bass music. Um, And there were some really great techno artists as well. And then on Sunday, Sunday was like my day. Like lineup wise was the most stacked to me. It was Prids. It was Seven Lions. It was Nora and Pure. Like it was Circuit Grounds, Heaven. And then who freaking headlined? Zoo. And I don't even know who was on main stage. That's so bad. I should probably pull up the app here. Hold on all right, well, they already changed the app and it's just tickets now. They don't have the set times on there anymore. So anyway, I'll ignore that. So yes, I kind of had my idea of who I wanted to see and had like some stuff planned out. But this was my top 10. Number one, not surprising. Can you guys guess? Guess. Seven mother effing lions. Yes, I'm biased and he's my favorite artist. But time and time again, he fucking kills it if you guys haven't seen him yet you are doing yourself a disservice you have to go see him like even if you like one genre in particular he does it all guys like I can't even fucking describe how much of a genius he is Like his sets are seamless. The transitions are perfect. He goes in and out of like melodic music into kind of side trance, into dubstep. Like it's a fucking combination. And he also played so many good remixes lately. Like he has an incredible satisfaction remix. He does a sandstorm remix that like he played it at Imagine and my mind was fucking blown. Like this crowd just like erupted. It was like fucking so lit. He played Crawl Out of Love and did a Millennium remix like oh it was so good and then oceans is my favorite song so you can see in the vlog I was like screaming at the top of my lungs I don't think I stopped moving during his set but he's a can't miss for me Um, I actually met one of my subscribers, AJ. It was so crazy. Like we were standing next to each other a while, like all just like dancing and chatting because I was actually at Seven Lions by myself. My friends went to RL Grime instead and I just started talking to them. And then all of a sudden he's like, are you Emma Capotis? I was like, yeah. And he was like, holy shit, I've been vibing this whole time with you and I didn't know that it was you. So that was a really funny moment. And that just goes to show you again, like why festivals are incredible because then his friends left for Eric Prids. and I was like, I'm staying. All all my friends are coming back for Prids. Like you're more than welcome. To hang out with us, so then AJ came with us and stayed with my friends the whole time. So it was so so nice just to have like that whole experience together. So yeah, so Seven Lions, one thousand percent number one. My number two is a newcomer. It was my first time seeing him, and I had the best fucking time. It was Noizu. Loved it, you guys. So if you're like, who the fuck is Noizu? You probably have heard his songs before. Go on Spotify, go on Apple Music. You've definitely heard some of his house music because it's just like iconic. Like he has some of these most amazing beats. So many artists play his songs um, in their sets. So I want to thank like Aid, Vibe with Aid, and then my Lunchbox fam for like talking about it so much. It was actually... Yeah, Aid and then Taylor Bruno, when we all stayed together at Imagine, they kept playing Noizu's EDC Las Vegas set. And I was like, yo, what? I have been fucking sleeping on this. Where have I been? So then when he was announced for Orlando, I was like, oh, I'm not missing that set. Thank God I didn't. Um, He was at Stereo Bloom on Saturday. It was the best fucking time. I was going crazy. Um, My number three, Eric Prids, of course. He's always in my top three. Uh, He's a legend. He is a legend for a reason. He threw down his hour and 15 minutes set at Circuit Grounds and he was right after Seven Lines. Can we just take a second, you guys, to talk about the fucking lineup? At Circuit Grounds on Sunday. Like I talked about this in my in my lineup review video. It was literally Nora and Pure. Then it was Chris Lake. Then it was Seven Lions. Into Eric Prids, Into Zoo. I did not leave that stage. It was fucking heaven. Like couldn't have been better. The only... Only criticism I will give them is Eric Prids should have closed it out. It was a little confusing to me that they put Zoo last because he's a huge artist and like, don't get me wrong, Zoo is like sexy, bouncy, love all of those vibes, but played and then ended with like fucking opus which like holy shit and then they had a 10 minute break to set up all of zoo's equipment because he performs live and he has like musicians come out with him and then he was lit like it was so much fun i ended up only seeing 15 minutes of it because i decided to leave early that night because the ubers were such a shit show saturday that our group was like we can't do that again like we have to leave early so that sucked. But anyway, I just thought it was a weird mix. I felt like Zoo should have been earlier in the night and they should have closed out with Prid. So that's like my only criticism. But um, I don't know if any of you guys stayed till the very end for Zoo. Let me know what you thought because I love him and I love his music. So it was awesome. Anyway, OK, so Prids, My fourth favorite was Wax Motif. Again, another artist this past year who I've been obsessed with. Uh, I love Bass House. I'm getting more and more into Bass House Ugh, it just I, I just shuffle and dance the whole fucking time. Like I can't stop dancing. It's so much fun to me. He was at like 4.30 on Sunday. So it was during the day. Um, and again, I was like hanging around the festival by myself. I forgot to mention this before. So Friday, I went with the two girls I was staying with. And I'll talk about that in a second. Saturday, I went to the festival at 2 p.m. and Sunday at 2 p.m. by myself. And then I was meeting up with my friends at the Lunchbox fam. I love them. Tom, Meredith, Peyton and Andrew and they had a whole crew with them that were all staying at home base. They were working home base so they couldn't leave their booth and like close up shop until later in the evening. So they got to the festival at like 630 every day. So for about like four and a half to five hours I did my own thing and then I would meet up with them every single night. They had a couple of meetups and stuff. So anyway, that's just sort of like the gist of like kind of how my weekend went. So anyway, wax motif number five, Nora and Pure. Uh, I saw I think like 10 minutes of her I'd Imagine. I don't really remember it to be completely honest with you guys. <laughs> but I remember her ADC set. She was so good. It was so good. I would see her again in a heartbeat. I love her sound. Um, and it was still like very vibey. But she had a couple like really good drops. Like I liked it. It was it was a big vibe. Uh, number six, I put Nitty Gritty. He's so fun. You guys, he's also so fun talented like one go follow him on tiktok he can make a beat out of literally fucking anything i'm pretty sure he just won a latin grammy so congrats nitty gritty he's up and coming you should know about him he plays the most fun sets um so many remixes he plays a lot of dubstep like he throws the fuck down uh and then so for TikTok, he like, as a joke, went to Walgreens and made a beat out of just like random sounds at Walgreens and it went viral. And I think it has only almost a million views on TikTok. He played the Walgreens TikTok in his set. I was dying laughing. So he's so fun. And he was at like 2.15 on Sunday. So I went there early and it was packed. People showed up for him. So that was really cool to see. My other favorites, just to round out the top 10, Io. I was, oh, I was against the rail for Nitty Gritty. I was against the rail for Io. I love him. Uh, He was also like 3 p.m. Saturday. Techno vibes. That was really fun. Above and Beyond I have on here. um, Adam Bayer and Charlotte DeWitt end out my top 10. Charlotte DeWitt, my first time seeing her in Neon Garden. Oof, she was really great. I want to see like a full set though because we didn't see all of her. But she was really great. Adam Bayer kills it. So if any of you are like, Emma, how the fuck is Above and Beyond number eight on your top 10? I'll really quickly touch on this. I don't know what happened. Maybe I was like half asleep. I don't know. It wasn't my favorite Above and Beyond set, you guys. Please don't crucify me for this. I've seen them so many times. They're one of my favorite artists. So I feel like I can be more critical in all of the sets I've seen this year, it was my least favorite. And that's just my personal opinion. I feel like they played a lot of songs I didn't know, which is totally fine. But Izu, for example, was my favorite set that they've played like probably ever. They played so much group therapy and their remixes. um, Show Me Love. They dropped a new Elon Bluestone um, song. Like Their Izu set was complete perfection. Their Imagine set was so fucking good. This one kind of let me down. And I was with a friend who had never seen them before. So I kept saying to her, I literally remember this during the set. I kept being like, oh, this isn't really typical for them. Like, just wait. Like they haven't played any of the songs that like they're really known for yet. They saved that for like the last half an hour of their set. But anyway, please don't judge me. I'm just saying it wasn't my favorite Above and Beyond set. Obviously, it was still amazing. It's still in my top 10, but I preferred the second half of their set versus the first one. I'm going to go back and listen to it though, you guys. I'm going to go back. I'm going to be very judgmental and I'm going to see what they actually had in their set but just from memory uh it wasn't my favorite so anyway those are my top 10 okay some random thoughts here and let's get into day by day how about that we'll do that for the second half of the episode So, just a recap of everything. So, Friday, so I flew into Orlando Thursday night. Again, like upon getting there, my mood was kind of like eh, because the hotel wasn't that great. And I was a little bit like, oh shit. And I just had this feeling I was like, I made the wrong decision. I should have stayed at home base. Like, people I know are staying at there, but it was okay. So, I woke up Friday. The weather was kind of like meh. Um, We kind of all just like hung out for the day and got ready. And then we left a little bit on the later side, which again, mistake number one, we definitely should have gone earlier. So I want to say we got an Uber around five The cost of the Uber was totally fine, but it said there was going to be some traffic. So I went with Cotton Candy. She's another YouTuber, if you guys are familiar with her. She had to go pick up her wristband and she didn't go earlier in the day, which was another mistake. She waited to go then. So we had to do two stops. So we took her to get her wristband and unfortunately... One we hit so much traffic like I want to say it took us 45 minutes to go what should have been 15 minutes and it was raining and I was like oh fuck because we wanted to see cascade like the three of us wanted to go see his sunset set so we like pretty much missed that so we go to the hotel our Uber driver could not have been nicer she was like you guys all run in get your thing I'll sit here and wait for you so we did that they ran out of ga passes at the hotel she was supposed to pick them up at so we were like fuck it's already been almost an hour so she was like let me i'm just gonna stay here you and you and cat go go back to the festival so then we got in the uber and it was probably like another 20 minutes and then we were finally in so that kind of like it just started off the night like it was overwhelming right it's like not the right tone that you want to go and like everybody I was talking to I was texting with was like are you sitting in this traffic this traffic is fucking crazy blah 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 so now I know for next year um so we get into the festival the line actually was not bad at all I had GA I went right in pretty much no wait at all so that was good and it wasn't really raining yet like maybe it was drizzling so I went straight to the lunchbox meetup so if you guys are unfamiliar with them I know I've mentioned them a million times but quick shout out they make the most incredible anti-theft hydration pack they're not paying me to say this I just stay on them so much Um, so I know Tom he's the founder he's incredible I've worked with him we've done some videos together and then it was my first time meeting their other team members so Meredith Andrew and Peyton I had never met the most lovely genuine kind people like when I say they didn't even like blink an eye like they were like nope we're adopting you into our family you're with us Are you getting home okay? Where are like they literally were just making sure I was okay the entire weekend, and I could not have been more grateful to have them and the rest of the lunchbox family it's this whole weird community like everybody that buys one you like see them in the crowd because they have lights on them and then you're always like oh lunchbox fam like what's up it's so weird like I don't you don't have that with like a camelback you know what I mean like it's just this this community that's built so they had two lunchbox meetups for whoever wanted to come like if you have one great you don't need one so we all met up at the ferris wheel and everybody was running late to it so I actually met so many people from that meetup um shout out Steffi Dr. J like there are so many so many people I've seen online that I met in person frisky hug and yeah so we had a meetup that was really fun and then we all went to timmy trumpet together it was my first time seeing him he was all right he was kind of fun not my favorite but he was fun (laughs) and then we did who else did we go to oh so then it started raining we went to party favor at circuit grounds oh we also did um excuse me we went to bijou and abstract at the corona electric beach i haven't talked about that yet but that was an additional stage It was really cool. I actually liked it more than I did in Vegas because it is in Vegas. It was a really nice stage. It was they put sand out, so you were dancing on sand, and they had like a little Corona area you could drink in. But it was fun. So we went and did that. Bijou set was like meh. Abstract was fun. And then me, Andrew, Meredith, and Peyton, and some of the other group, we all went to party favor at Circuit Grounds. And that's when I took out the poncho because it was really starting to come down. Guys, as long as you have a poncho, it's totally fine. It's the people that I felt horrible for that just were standing there completely soaking wet because like that's a mood ruiner, right? That is definitely a night ruiner. You're going to get sick like I felt for them. So the poncho was life-saving. Guys, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but... I did not see Jaws on Friday. How many times have I talked about Jaws? He's my top five favorite artists. I brought my Jaws mask with me and we didn't see him. Do I regret it? No, but it's kind of heart-wrenching. Um, So it started pouring and we still had Slander and then Jaws at Circuit Grounds. So we watched like the first 10 minutes of Slander. Slander is not my cup of tea. And all of us were kind of like, meh, this is like, we weren't it wasn't feeling we weren't feeling it we weren't feeling it so we were like let's go to the techno tent let's go see loco dice and charlotte dewitt so we went over there it was like almost impossible to get into the tent because everyone was shoving in at this point because it was raining so much so we actually like finessed our way towards the front and loco dice was good it just was so packed in there but it was nice to just like get a break from the rain and you know the crowd in neon garden that night we were not vibing with it was a combination of people who did didn't want to be there they were just under the tent because it was raining and then there were a lot of people obviously rolling or like on drugs so the crowd was kind of like that night but we had a good time we made the game time decision to not go to Jaws because we were like all the way in the front of the tent by the time we had walked gotten out of the crowd walked all the way over to circuit grounds like Jaws would have been halfway over so we just like made that game time decision to miss him and honestly I was like I'm going to see him again. I'm going to buy tickets to his New York show. So it just happens. I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to this. Sometimes you just have to make those game time decisions. But anyway, Kinetic, not Kinetic, excuse me, Neon Garden was much needed. I was so glad I got to spend the time in there. Charlotte DeWitt was awesome. Then we went over to Dead Mouse at Kinetic Field. Again, I loved Kinetic Field. The design and the production was awesome. Dead Mouse actually played a really good set. Um, and then that point i went and met up with the girls that i came with and i went home and again it didn't take us much time actually it was really easy i think the uber we called it in like three minutes and we got lucky and we got one so that was friday Saturday was a better day I woke up feeling like the most refreshed I've ever felt because I really didn't like drink on Friday because it was raining so I didn't want to go over to the bar I didn't want to do anything so Friday I mean Saturday I woke up feeling like probably the most refreshed I've ever felt after a festival which is good that's a win for me and then I wanted to go early for IO. he was at three o'clock so I got ready I went to the festival by myself Again, 10 out of 10 recommend. I went where I wanted to go. I had the food I wanted. Like wherever I wanted to be. Um, I was wearing probably my favorite outfit I've ever worn to a festival. Maybe. I had this long blonde wig on. Which a lot of people didn't recognize me. Which I think is so funny. And then I had this adorable festy besty outfit on. So I had these really cool like joggers that were black and checkered print. And then this top. This little crop top that was like checkered print. And then it had like neon pink and neon green. And they had like a neon green hat on. It was sporty. It was cute. I was so fucking comfortable, which is the best feeling ever. So I actually went over to the Festy Besty tent and met their owner, Paige, and her husband, and they're like the most lovely people. So I went over and like took pictures with them and, and hung out. And then it randomly poured for like five minutes, Florida for you. So I was under the tent for that. So that was great. And then I went met one of my subscribers, Sad Boys Club. So that was awesome. So we were trading candy and yeah. And then the weather was totally fine. Um, there on out, it like cleared up. So that was good. I did IO. Who else did I do on Saturday? I saw Vanessa. Um, I took some breaks to eat. I started drinking pretty heavily, pretty early on, on Saturday. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little lit. You can see me get like progressively drunker throughout the vlog for day two, which is so funny. And then I was like posted up at Stereo Bloom, uh, the whole rest of the night. Like I said, Omnom was really, really good. Born Dirty, and then Noisy was one of my favorites. And then maybe we caught the beginning of Dombreski. I honestly don't remember. But um, I saw my friend Taylor Bruno, who I stayed with at Imagine. It was so good to see her. I got to meet Van Seco. Um, so if you guys are familiar at all with the Seco tribe, Van and Pam Seco are like bigger like social media influencers and shufflers, and Van is like the most incredible dancer and then their family comes to festivals with them so their mom and dad was there their brother was there like the whole fucking crew they wear the most intricate incredible outfits and the mom and I think Pam or Van I, I might be getting that wrong they design everything handcraft everything it's ridiculous go look it up Diosa by Secco. that's the fashion line so fucking cool so I saw them they had their flag I went over and I met Van and I fangirled and it was amazing so I was sort of like watched them and hung out with them a little bit and then the lunchbox fam came they had another meetup got to meet more people again such a good vibe and then we went to see Adam Bayer in Neon Garden and he that was really fun I preferred we were standing more in like the back left Um, I preferred it to the Friday crowd I think we had like a little bit more room to breathe and Adam Bayer is like oof such a good artist. Like, oh, he was he really, really killed it. And then we went and saw Above and Beyond, which, like I said, eh, it was like mm, it was a little disappointing. But um, I love them so much. So still had a good time and had fun. And then I close out the night um, and then I had the friggin Uber fiasco from hell So what had happened was, (laughs) um, and this is one of my criticisms, EDC Las Vegas, like, yes, Ubers are a shit show, but they have a system, right? Like, there's Uber tent that you all meet in that you call your Uber, and then the Ubers all line up and get an assigned spot, and then you show them your assigned spot, and then you get in your Uber and you go. In Orlando, you leave the festival. We left out the backside, sort of, like, closer to circuit grounds. And there's a map and it says like on these four street corners, that's where you call your Uber. And mind you, like, yeah, I'm drunk, but I'm probably the least fucked up out of some of the people here, like under the influence. And I'm looking at this map. I'm like, I'm not from here. I've never been here. I don't even know which fucking direction I'm going in right now. So I thought it was like a little fucked up how they kind of had that because I feel like you had all these people like just walking down the street, don't know where they're going, might be a little turnt. So it didn't feel like the safest setup. So I hope that they address their Uber and Lyft pickup next year. It would have been nice to have like one designated area. So that was a little frustrating. So Kat and I left on our own and like I said it took an hour to get an uber it was like kind of getting scary because after a while like we walked much further away from the venue there were plenty of people around but our wi-fi stopped working so our apps were just loading and loading and nothing was calling it and we were we waited as long as we could and I was like what do we do do we walk back towards the venue like we're not even getting an uber at this point so eventually I get a phone call And they're like, I'm your Uber driver. Where am I meeting you? And my app didn't even show that I had a car. So I was like, what car are you in? Like, where the fuck even are you? And they were like, well, I can't see you on the map. So luckily, they were the nicest driver. He was like, Okay, we told him our location. He's like, Okay, you're like 15 minutes away from me. Just stay there. Like, I'll come to you. And he did. He waited the time. He drove all the way out to us, found us and took us home. I think we left the festival probably at midnight and we got home at 1 30. Like the whole thing was just ridiculous because we were staying 20 minutes from the venue, but it's, it wasn't wasn't walkable. It was a two hour walk. So anyway, that was a whole mess that let, left a bad taste in my mouth um, about the Uber situation. And then on Sunday, the last day to round it all out, um, I was super excited. I woke up. The weather was beautiful. It was hot. It was sunny. It was like really fucking hot. I sweated through my whole (laughs) bodysuit. But anyway, it was great. I did the same thing. I got ready by myself and then I went to the festival by myself at like 2 o'clock to see Nitty Gritty at 2.15. Honestly, the heat was like a little bit unbearable. I was up against the rail. I went and bought um, an EDC fan because I was like hella dying. I drank so much water that day. I had a lemonade that day. Um, it was hot. So I stayed maybe like for a half an hour up at the rail and then I gave up. I was like, I can't. I need to go sit in the shade or something. So I went and got the island noodles, which everyone kept talking about. And the line was so long for it on Saturday. So I went when there wasn't a line and it was really good. It was just like lo mein kind of with like chicken teriyaki. It was bomb. So I did that I hung out by myself I had a lemonade and then I sort of just like went wherever I saw a little bit of Solardo in Neon Garden. Neon Garden is the root of why my throat bothered me so much the next day the amount of like dirt that was being kicked into the air that's why I didn't stay at Solardo. I was like looking around and I just saw all the dust floating in the air so I was like oh shit. So I left there um and sort of just like walked around for a while. Then I went and saw Graves at Circuit Grounds, who I was a little unfamiliar with. And Wax Motif, who was fucking awesome. That kind of like started the day. That's when it started to get going, you know. Like once he kicked it off at like 4.30, I met some of my subscribers there um, who had their mom with them. So I was just like hanging out, chatting with them. That was the best part of the weekend, you guys. Like I have to talk about this really quickly. I had my meetup on Sunday. But this was the mo- and maybe it was the size of the festival because it was a little bit more manageable. I had so many like serendipitous moments of just standing in the crowd. And then one of my subscribers or one of the fans of like the podcast was standing next to me and we were like, oh, my God, no fucking way. And I love spending time with you. I spent a lot of time. I went to sets with some of you guys like I saw you in the crowd and I was like, come hang out with me. So I met so many of you and I felt like I actually got to spend time and get to know you and talk to you. And that was like the most rewarding thing ever, especially when I'm by myself. So I just felt like there were so many moments that I really got to meet you guys and really talk to you. And it was like the most rewarding thing ever. So I loved that. And it's like amazing to see this community growing. So I I can't wait for more festivals in 2020 because that's like the best part of all of this. So anyway, so it was nice meeting them at Wax Motif. And then I went and did my meetup, which was at 530 at the Ferris Wheel. You guys... I'm not going to get emotional on this, <laughs> but um, you showed up. You're all so incredible. The, the gifts that you guys bring me and the stories that you tell me, like I'm just so happy that you find my videos helpful, that you feel more prepared. When you guys, some of you were like, you decided to go to EDC Orlando because I've been talking about it. Like That is the most rewarding feeling ever because I just want to share what I love with you guys and I want to bring more people into this community because it's just so rewarding and there's so many incredible experiences to be had so to hear that you guys are feeling that as well it's like the best feeling ever and some of you guys like made me cry like oh my god it was so emotional but you're literally the best and to anybody who wasn't able to make it or who couldn't find us I'm so so sorry I didn't bring my flag I know I fucked up And it was like the most chaotic scene at the Ferris wheel, which now I know for next year, uh, literally everybody had their meetups at the Ferris wheel. So it just was like complete chaos. And like, I'm only five foot one. So it's kind of hard to spot me in a crowd of people. But um, so I'm sorry to anybody who wasn't able to make it. And I hope that I meet you at another festival or show in the future. But um, to everybody who came out, who said hi to me this weekend, who stopped me, who gave me candy, whatever it was. Thank you guys so so much you are so appreciated and yeah i absolutely love you guys we have the best fucking fam ever so that was the most incredible experience and and from then on out like i said the weekend was crazy i was at circuit grounds the whole rest of the night it was just the most amazing experience. I really had a great time. And again, like just hanging out with the Lunchbox fam that last night, uh, I just felt such a part of their group and they made me feel so welcome and good, good people, good fucking people. So I'm so happy that I met all of them and got to hang out with them. So huge shout out. And yeah, and that was the whole experience. And then I left Zoo a little bit early because we didn't want to deal with Ubers again. And we got home safe and sound and I flew home. I woke up at 5 a.m., and my flight home I boarded at 7:15 and I like was the most fucking dead. Like I went straight to work. It was a nightmare. I'm never doing that again ever. But um I'm out of vacation days, so you got to do what you got to do. I wasn't sacrificing EDC weekend. So that was everything in a nutshell, you guys. Holy shit. I know I just said a lot, but um couldn't recommend it more. Crowd was awesome and of course like everybody's experiences is different like it's not all rainbows and butterflies like obviously there were hiccups this whole weekend it's not perfect to anybody that had issues and had to go to the medical tent I'm sorry and people overdo it and get drunk and have fights or get their cars broken into like there's shit that definitely went wrong but hopefully like in the future like EDC can address some of these things and you guys just be really careful you know don't overdo it you know you want to have the best experience possible so that's why I try and help you guys get prepared with all my tips and informational videos. Alrighty, you guys. So, that is everything. That is my full recap. I'm going to do some EDM news here, real quick, and then we'll call it a day. So, let me just take a super quick break here. Okay, you guys. So, did you know that Amazon is putting on a music festival? Because I sure as hell did not. (laughs) So, I saw. This post somewhere that Amazon was putting on a music festival, and I was like, what the fuck? So I Googled it. So the festival is called Intersect. It's happening in Las Vegas, uh, December, Friday, December 6th, and Saturday, the 7th. Um, it has artists like Casey Musgraves, Beck, Foo Fighters, brandy Carlisle, Flying Lotus, like a lot of these I don't know. Those are the bigger names, churches, Black Madonna. So anyway, I was like, that's interesting. I guess there was some drama because some of the artists booked didn't know that it was an Amazon like was paying for the festival. But it says in the flyer, Music Arts and Tech Festival by AWS, Amazon Web Services. So that's really interesting. Who knows what that's going to be all about? Obviously, like that music is not really like my cup of tea. So I wouldn't be at that anyway. But I just think that that's really funny that Amazon is getting into like the music festival game. We'll see how that goes. Other news, so if any of you guys are familiar or like if you've done EDC Las Vegas or you've been to Vegas, there was a nightclub and pool party day club called Chaos that opened at the Palms Casino literally within the last year. I actually went um, during EDC Las Vegas and I saw Armand Van Buren there. It was beautiful, like huge, huge, beautiful brand new nightclub. It's just a little, little further because it was back at the Palms, so it's not right on the strip. But anyway, I had heard some talks from some friends that they were having like financial issues. They also booked these like major fucking artists. Like it was Skrillex, Eric Prids, Marshmello. They had Cardi B. Like it was ridiculous. They had some huge names. So um, they closed. I'm pretty sure. Did they file bankruptcy? They closed the the club for sure. I know that they terminated Marshmello's contract like right before. It was a reported $60 million two-year residency God damn, that man makes a lot of fucking money. On top of that, like, I can't even imagine how much they were paying the other artists as well. So clearly, there was, they didn't have enough demand for this nightclub. I don't think they were having enough people come to pay for all these artists. Um, I remember, like, I think Eric Prids dropped out. I think Skrillex dropped out. So I had seen, like, over the months that these artists were, like, pulling out. So anyway, so yeah, so that nightclub closed. Unfortunately, they weren't able to sustain everything that they had. So they lost a lot of money there. Um, and the last thing I already mentioned, EDC. Orlando 2020 announced that tickets are on sale so you guys can go pick that up if you're interested for next year it's three days again it's November 13th 14th and 15th which it was pushed back a week my guess is because the week before is election week and who knows how that's gonna go but if that's not the most positive vibes I think it's good that they pushed it back a weekend so yeah I'm definitely planning to go I think that'll be a really fun time and I think that's all I've got for you guys I'm gonna save some of the other EDM news for next week But thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed my review and my recap. Again, go check out my daily vlogs so you can kind of put like some visuals to everything that's happening here. And again, I would absolutely love it if you guys would repost the podcast. Please tag us in it at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. Share it on your social accounts and send a link to any of your Rave fam who went to EDC Orlando this year. Um, I appreciate it so much, you guys. So thanks for helping grow the podcast. You know, I love it and I appreciate it so much. Um, and also, just a reminder to send in your submissions for Listener of the Week and for your Dream Festival lineup. Build it out for me. Um, email me raveculturecast at gmail.com. raveculturecast at gmail.com. All right, you guys. I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Peace.